Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Welcome to the In Wheel Time car talk show. Coming up, we uh, are going to have uh, a very special guest. Really? Uh-huh. Again, because there's been some changes. Oh, those many changes in just a week. And we're going to talk to Buzz Smith, Uh-oh. Mr. EV, about that. Uh, and uh, let's see, what are, what else do we have this hour, this half hour? History. Uh, yes, this week in auto history. Conrad's going to have that, so stay with us. Welcome to the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show. Along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. And joining us now from North Texas, the land of the frozen, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Buzz Smith. The evangelist. EV, yeah, evangelist. So, uh, hi, Buzz. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing fine, thank you. So, uh, did you have any repercussions from the ugly weather up there? Uh, other than being cold, no. House stayed powered the whole time. That's of course good. it did. Well, that's good. Um, because from what we, we hear down here in these parts down south, that uh, that there were lots of power outages, a lot of slick roads, a lot of accidents, and all that good stuff. Well, I work from home, so I didn't have to hit the roads. For the people in Dallas-Fort Worth that did have to hit the roads, it was pretty brutal out there. The roads hit back. Yeah. So I have to ask you, how was the Houston Automotive Show for you? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Uh, kind of a weird coincidence. This guy came up and... Uh, he converts gasoline power vehicles to electric, but in order to keep the cost low, he's worked on only really two models to convert them so they could standardize the brackets and everything. And he pulled out his phone to show me pictures of the vehicle and he showed me a Triumph TR6. And I used to have a Triumph TR6 and I've often thought about, wouldn't it be cool to have one of those that's electric? But uh, he's based down there in the Houston area and uh, basically, if you've got a TR6 or a Triumph Spitfire, you can convert it to electricity. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I'd want to do that, but okay. I mean, uh, well, he also left the transmission in. So if you like shifting a manual transmission, you can still do it. If you want the pure EV experience, you just start off in fourth gear and that's it. You just drive it like an electric. Wow. Or if you really <laughs> want to be unusual, you do a TR7. That, oh yeah, that the shape wedge, of things to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got I got a couple stories here. Let me get this one in first because uh, <clears throat> this is for you, Buzz. You probably already know this because you know everything. Uh, road trips in electric vehicles could soon become more feasible and easier to plan with Electrify America charging stations coming to travel centers across the U.S. Electrify America and Travel Centers of America detailed a new partnership Monday to install a thousand chargers. At 200 travel centers, uh, locations across the U.S., major highways over the next five years, companies plan to launch the first chargers this year. Uh, GM, EVgo, and Pilot Flying J in July made a similar agreement with plans to install 2,000 chargers at 500 Pilot Flying J travel centers. And I'm sure that Bucky's is not far behind. I was thinking the that. same thing. But here's the, uh, here's the thing that we wanted to talk about. U.S. Treasury Department on Friday 
said it has modified how it is classifying vehicles that are subject to price caps and the Inflation Reduction Act's tax credit for consumers buying new electric vehicles. Department said it will now use the consumer-facing EPA fuel economy label standard to determine whether a vehicle is a sedan, SUV, pickup, or van instead of using EPA corporate average fuel economy or CAFE standards. This change will allow crossover vehicles that share similar features to be treated consistently according to the Treasury uh, Secretary. It will also align vehicle... It will also align vehicle classifications under the clean vehicle credit with the classification displayed on the vehicle label and on the consumer-facing website, fueleconomy.gov. Let's make this as confusing as we can. Oh, exactly. Just wait. It gets better. The tax credit known as 30D. 30D. Hmm. I don't even, I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. Don't let's not even get me go, going on the the classification known as 30D. At least it's not double D. Uh-huh. Oh, limits went there. limits the suggested retail price to no more than eighty thousand dollars for new pickups, SUVs, and vans, and to no more than fifty five thousand dollars for other vehicles such as sedans. Treasury did not classify the Cadillac Lyric as an SUV, for example, meaning its retail price could not exceed $55,000. The Lyric, which Automotive News classifies as a mid-size crossover, starts at $62,990. Under the new vehicle classification standards announced Friday by Treasury, the Lyric would be considered a small SUV. So let's confuse the issue even more. And bring in Buzz, who knows all about this and how to decipher this crap. I'm serious. What is? Oh, I don't get it. I know everybody's trying to get to this, you know, a $7,500 thing credit, that, credit by the, from the government. But really, why does it have to be so complicated? Well, that's one of the gifts of government is to take something that should be relatively simple and just making it a mess. Unintelligible the rest of us but uh you're right and it's worse than you think because for last last year and that's for you guys filing your income tax this year this is going to be important to you um it wasn't even consistent for that year everything changed changed on august 16th when they passed the uh, new infrastructure law so uh, let, let's dive right into this. Um, one of the things that you just talked about and that, that is important is the big news yesterday. Apparently there are two different places in the government where they classify vehicles. One of them, uh, the EPA, right on the window sticker tells you if it's an SUV or if it's a sedan or whatever. Yep. But the new incentives were based on something that the public didn't see. So you could walk up and say, oh, this is an SUV. It's got a credit of 80 or price limit of $80,000. Buy it, take it home, and then find out later when you file your income tax. Oh, no, that one's not an SUV. That's just a car. So they finally clarified it and made it what's on the window sticker. So as as a person walks up and sees the window sticker, look at that EPA, uh, EPA information. It'll tell you what kind of vehicle is. And that's what everything will be based on going uh, forward. Now, one thing, at the end of this segment, I'm going to give you customers a website where you can go find all this stuff. You don't have to take notes right now. You don't have to memorize this stuff. But when I give you this website, you'll be able to go and all the information's in one spot where you can check it out very easily. So let's start with last year. If you bought a vehicle last year, 
the old tax credit, and it's a tax credit, not a tax deduction. And for the uninitiated, you know, if you put in a tax deduction of $7,500, you might get 2000 back. If you put in a tax credit of $7,500, you're getting refunded $7,500 that you would have otherwise paid into your income tax. Now, if you have, you know, a $15,000 income tax debt, then it's just going to reduce it by $7,500. So for last year, uh, what you're filing your taxes for this year, uh, this is going to be very important. Now, the vehicle, if it was delivered or you signed a binding contract, not just ordering it, but something that required that you buy that vehicle oh before God. August 6th, then uh, you don't have to care about any of this. Last year's rules apply. You get the 7,500, depending on battery size, up to 7,500 and up to uh, what your total tax burden is. So if you're a retiree like me and maybe your entire tax burden is $5,000, then you'll only get $5,000 back. Now, if it was on or after August 16th, these are the rules that will apply when you file this year. First off, it has to be assembled in North America plus <laughs> Puerto Rico, uh, which is part of the United States. So Mexico, the United States, or Canada. For some reason, the U.S. Virgin Islands, which are also a uh, commonwealth under the United States, were not in was not included. But both uh, Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands, as far as I know, ha uh, make no electric vehicles that would qualify for this anyway. So it's not that big a deal. Now, this is new vehicles only uh, from any country of origin. So Bat battery electric vehicles. Uh, battery electric vehicles, plug-in plug hybrid vehicles, or fuel uh, cell vehicles. So hydrogen fuel cells. Yep. I mean, there's no hydrogen stations in Texas, but you guys are broadcast to 40 countries. So this, again, applies to the United States IRS only. Right. Now, the new rule says, or the old rule uh, says that it had to have four wheels starting on August 16th. Uh, you can't get a three-wheeler like the, uh, say, the Aptera. Uh, that would not qualify for this. And it's up to 7,500, depending on battery size. Now, they let the battery size go as small as 7 kilowatt hours. And at about 3.5 kilowatt uh, miles per kilowatt hour, uh, if you have a plug-in hybrid with about 24 miles of range, you're probably right at the bare minimum of uh, what it takes to qualify, and you would get the, the smallest income tax credit that they offer, which is down around $4,000. It has to have an external uh, power source for charging. So that means no old style hybrids like the Priuses that you don't plug in, only the Prius Prime that you actually plug into the wall. In other words, plug-in hybrids, or you may see the term PHEV for plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. It has to weigh less than 14,000 pounds, but even the Hummer weighs 9,000. So if you can find an EV that's heavier than that, it's probably a semi. Um, it's new EVs only, and they cannot be for resale. So you can't, like a ticket scalper, you can't go in and order a, uh, say, a Chevrolet Silverado EV, and when it comes in, sell it to somebody else, and then go Take ahead and claim tax that credit. tax credit. Barry the Jackson. new law says you have to hold on to it for at least a year. Now, there may be a lease loophole in this, and we're going to cover that in a little bit. It has to be used primarily in the United States. So you can't buy it here and take it to Mexico or Canada and live there. It's got to be here because we want it to benefit the United States environment. Um, because because we don't care about the environment elsewhere than the United States. Well, it, it, we, 
Uh, the yeah, I mean, it does, those way. breezes don't cross the international <laughs> no, border. No, no, they stop there. Yeah. You're making that, my uh, head hurt, dude. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. The, whole of the, uh, the border's closed, the even the breezes. <laughs> there, there is kind of a weird thing about leases. You know, a lease company buys the vehicle and rents it to you, basically. Right. So in the past, Nissan dealerships, when they uh, controlled the leasing company, they would uh, lease you the vehicle. They would get the $7,500 tax credit and apply almost all of that to the sale price of the vehicle. So it was really kind of a neat thing that Nissan did that no one else was doing to lower the initial price of that vehicle uh, so that your financing was less, so that lower income people could qualify for that. There was also last year before August 6th or before December 31st, um, a cap on several man or all manufacturers. You could not sell more than 200,000 of these vehicles or they started phasing out that 7,500. It would get cut in half uh, for two consecutive quarters and then turned off completely. So in the case of General Motors and Tesla, for a couple of years now, they haven't been able, their customers haven't been able to use the income tax credit because they just sold too many of them. And Toyota was down to about half of the $7,500 credit because of all the uh, Prius uh, primes that they sold. Now, if you're buying the, the vehicle this year, January 1st and on, here's the new rules. Again, the uh, de uh, delivery or binding contract had to be after August 16th. And of course, you're buying it this year. It was. It's up to 7,500 again. Uh, we talked about minimum battery size. Um, by the way, if you're thinking about a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, unless you take very long trips, very often skip plug-in hybrids. It's training wheels for an electric vehicle. Go ahead and jump on board and get you an EV. That's. I wish I had done that. Now it's a better way to go. There are some great resources that again we'll cover at the end of this that uh, will tell you exactly where to go for the information. Now, the, here's the new restrictions that were not on this last year. Your adjusted gross income, which if you follow uh, Form 1040, it's line 11, has limits now. Now, this is the, uh, if it was after August 16th or on, you can use either the 22 or yeah, 2022 or 2023 adjusted gross income, whichever is lower. So let's say you retire at the end of 2022 and you know you're going to make a lot less money, but you have big taxes from last year. You can go ahead and when 2023 comes along and you have a lower uh, income level, you can use that to uh, get the tax credit. Those limits are if you're married filing jointly, uh, you can earn up to $300,000 adjusted gross income again, head of household $225,000, everybody else $150,000. These are for individuals only, not for companies. Again, they've added another thing, MSRP limits. Now, this is not the negotiated price. This is the window sticker, the MSRP number, but before uh, things like transporting it to the dealership. Like in the case of uh, Chevrolet vehicles, I think transport fee anywhere in the U.S. is $875. So it's the price of the vehicle plus the price of the factory installed options, not anything installed at the dealership. That's considered to be the MSRP uh, that we're going to base the next stuff on. So that MSRP for pickups and uh, SUVs that we talked about is $80,000. The other vehicles are $55,000. 
Now, the confusion that happened and got fixed yesterday, if you take the uh, Tesla Model Y, for instance, you know, now Tesla can get the income tax credit again. But if it was a seven seat Model Y, it was an SUV. If it's a five seat Model Y, it was a car. Well, that's just crazy. So now the, the both the five and seven seat are considered an SUV. So that Model Y price can go all the way up to $80,000 and you could still get the or MSRP, not price, go all the way up to $80,000 and you would still qualify for the tax credit. Buzz, we, got, to- Buzz, we got three minutes here, so we got to kind of get it going. Okay. Country of assembly has to be North America or Puerto Rico. The dealer must provide information to both the buyer and the IRS about the car. It cannot be for resale. You have to keep it a minimum of one year. It has to be primarily for street use. And uh, coming soon, and this is the really important news, in March, they are going to add another uh, limit, and that is where the chemicals inside the battery come from. If they don't come from North America, you'll lose half of the 7,500. Uh, right now, the government and the OEMs don't even know how they're going to account for that data. But uh, on March, it's going to be decided. So, for instance, if you're looking at a Chevrolet Bolt EV or Bolt EUV, buy it before March to get the full 7,500. Those battery chemicals came from outside the U.S. Mansion is throwing another uh, curve at us saying that, well, if you can't adhere to all the rules, then uh, let's not have any income uh, income tax credit, but that has not passed and probably won't. Finally, the big news, and there'll be more details on the links I'm gonna give you, is that used cars for the very first time qualify for a tax credit of up to $4,000. It can't exceed 30, or 30% of the vehicle price. Again, this will all be covered. And for the used cars, the adjusted gross income is half of the limits I set before. Now, if you want to find the detailed information, go to my blog. It's www.theev, like electric vehicle, then a hyphen or a dash, angelist.com. So again, that's www.theev-angelist.com. And at the very top menu, you'll see blog. Click on the blog and the very top article in the blog is all the information you need for getting that income tax credit. Now you, now you know what my answer to that is, don't you? Get rid of the tax credit, probably. No. Nope. Buy no. a gas. Oh, okay. Buy a gasoline motor. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just had to go it. there. My head hurts. <laughs> My God, man! Mine too. I, overnight, I was basically writing all this up. I'm thinking, "Holy cow! How much more complex could it be?" It's so stupid. Your tax dollars at work. Yeah, we're gonna hang the carrot in front of you and get you to run after it, and then in March, we're gonna change the rules again so you can't achieve it. Yeah. So we're gonna screw you Wait any way we can. Before March, the rules that are in effect right now stay in effect, so you don't lose it. So but buy your you EV order before it now March. And it's delivered after March, then you could get caught. And what my those rules are also back to January the first. If you bought one the first week of January or something, these new rules are adaptable. I want yeah, my- but those new rules were known all the way back into August of last year, so everybody should have already known about that. I want my pipeline back. <laughs> I want your pipe back. Buzz, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. Actually, very good information. It, it really is. It makes my head hurt. But again, <laughs> that's the complication of government. We love you, man. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Stay Take warm. Care, guys.
All right, time now for this week in auto history. I just got to move on. I can't. I can't think about this anymore. It, makes, it does. It makes my head hurt. Well, we're we're going to run out of time to get everything else in. Well, we are. So I don't think we can do it all. Do you? Sure, we no, can. No, we can't. So I want to, can you save it? Well, no, we'll, we'll lose it. So just do it. Yeah, do it. We'll in, fix it. In 1911, Rolls-Royce adopted the Spirit of ec- Ecstasy mascot. Not ecstasy like you're thinking about when you were in high school. <laughs> the silver-winged hood ornament that has become the company's symbol is the Spirit of Ecstasy. And, uh, you know, now on the Rolls-Royces, when you turn the car off, this drops down below the grill so you can't. Steal it off and steal it. Really? That was a fad back a long time ago. Go ahead. In 1920, Morris Markin established the Checker Cab Company. Markin? Go ahead. Markin. The Checker Cab Company. And he moved it to Kalamazoo, Michigan from Illinois and took the factories that had previously been used by Hadley Knight and the Dort Automobile Company. The Dort. It'd be the oh, Dortmarken. So that was the original checker cab there. And then, you know, everybody else also remembers the uh, uh, the second generation or third generation checker cab that they used up until, I think there's still some of them in use today in New York. In 1923, gasoline mixed with tetraethanol lead was first sold to the public at a roadside gas station owned by Willard Talbot in Dayton, Ohio coined ethyl gasoline hmm. and it was developed by charles kettering of general motors the blend was discovered by gm lab uh trying to fix the spark knock issues that they were having reportedly uh seven years of research and development gm lab tested at least thirty-three thousand compounds uh to reduce the spark knock leaded gasoline would fill the world's gas tanks until emissions concern led to the invention of unleaded gasoline in the early 70s. And and it was never recalled. Think about that. GM gave us leaded gasoline. In 1948, the first Cadillac with tail fins was produced. You betcha. Um, and it was the start of the tail fin era. That's not a, ta- that's not a Cadillac with tail fins. Go no, on. That's backwards. Okay. The uh, But the, the 1948 Cadillac with tail fins, go to the next one then. Um, and it stayed in, in market until the, uh, 1959. And in 1959, the final year of the Cadillac with tail fins, uh, was the year of the tallest tail fin at Cadillac. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And, um, that was, uh, also the year that they, uh, eliminated, that was the final year for tail fins. In 1952, the first don't walk sign was installed in New York City. Uh, the city erected the signs in response to growing awareness of pedestrian fatalities. They didn't understand. Don't walk on the, you know, on the red light, walk on the green light. And, uh, they still don't. This is, <laughs> this is New York. We don't really care. You can't tell us what to do. In 1954, uh, Mercedes introduced a 200 SL coupe to the public, uh, a stylish sport car characterized by its gull wing doors, which has become one of the most valuable cars in the world uh, over uh, and over again. You know, it was cool in the day. Now, man, that's so much. And it was actually a, uh, the engine was the first gasoline direct injected engine. The engine in the fuel injection system was out of a Messerschmitt PT or out of a Messerschmitt, uh, fighter jet, fighter, fighter, fighter plane, fighter plane, fighter plane yeah. World yeah. War II fighter plane. Huh. Those Cadillac taillights, those little round, uh, 
the bullets. Points. Yeah, the bullets. Very, very expensive. Oh, I'm sure. The originals are thousands of dollars. If you can find it. If you can find them. All right. I think we squeezed everything in. We did. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. And uh, I don't have anything else. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. So, Mr. Mars, you have anything else that you'd like to uh, throw in here? Um, That's it. All right, thank you. We've got more of the inwills. We're going to wrap up today's inwill time car there's talk more? show. I thought that was it. Right oh, but after, wait, there's more. Right after this, wait, there's more. Tailpipes and tacos. Houston's premier car cruise in returns Saturday, April fifteenth, to the Loopy Tortilla Tex Mex in Katy, eight to eleven a.m. Bring your hot rod, classic, resto mod, or any other vehicle you'd like to show, and compete for one of three highly coveted Chili Pepper trophies. This April 15th kickoff event is one you'll want to put on your calendar because 100% of the money you donate for the free tacos will be given to God's Garage. You heard right, free tacos. Whatever you decide to give, all of it will be given to God's Garage and matched by Loopy Tortilla. God's Garage gifts vehicles to single mothers, widows, and wives of deployed military in the greater Houston area. In fact, the garage will gift a vehicle to a mom in need at this special event. Be sure to attend the next Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in Saturday, April 15th, 8 to 11 a.m. at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10. Free breakfast tacos for any donation to God's Garage. It'll make your heart and your belly feel good. You own a car you love. Why not let Gulf Coast Auto Shield protect it? Houstonian John Gray invites you to his state-of-the-art facility to introduce you to his specialist team of auto enthusiasts. We promise you'll be impressed. Whether you're looking to massage your original paint to a like-new appearance, apply a ceramic coating, install a paint protection film, nano-ceramic window tent, or new windshield protection called ExoShield, Gulf Coast Auto Shield is where Houston's car people go. Curbed your wheels? Instead of buying new, why not have them repaired? How about a professionally installed radar detector? Gulf Coast Auto Shield does that too. Get a peek inside the shop and look at the services offered by getting online and heading to gcautoshield.com. Better yet, stop by their facility at 11275 South Sam Houston Tollway, just south of the Southwest Freeway, and get a personal tour. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your place to go for all things exterior. Call them today, 832-930-5655 or gcautoshield.com. The award-winning in-wheel time car talk show is available on the most popular podcast channels out there in 30-minute episodes. We realize our three-hour live show can be difficult to catch in its entirety, so now you can listen every day to a convenient, fresh 30-minute episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, along with a dozen more. In Wheel Time has the most informative automotive guest interviews and new car reviews, along with popular features including Conrad's Car Clinic and This Week in Auto History, along with automotive news headlines. Our live broadcast airs every Saturday, 8 to 11 Central, on InWheelTime.com, the iHeart app, and on YouTube. Be sure to say hello when we're broadcasting from the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in, Autorama, and the Houston Auto Show, among others. Now, it's easier than ever to hear about all things automotive all week long. You're invited to join fellow car enthusiasts in becoming part of the ever-growing in-wheel-time car talk family. Don't forget those 30-minute podcast episodes on your favorite podcast channel. Well, that's a wrap for this week's in-wheel-time car talk show. When you're online, check out our Facebook page. Give us a like. Tell your friends about us if you would. Share it, junk, please. You'll get Conrad's Unicorn Hunting Features, along with all things automotive all week long, including new car reviews, upcoming events, cruise-ins, racing events, and other informative and entertaining goodies. You can find the M-Wheel Time Car Talk Show 24-7 on the iHeartRadio app, 
Be sure to catch In Wheel Time Car Talk on our live video stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and InWheelTime.com every Saturday, 8 to 11 Central. Daily 30-minute podcasts available from over a dozen of the most popular podcast providers. The In Wheel Time Chief Engineer is David mm. Ainsley. Our Marketing Advertising Manager and Video Technical Director is We Need More, Jeff Zekin. For Booking Agent and Podcast Twiddler, Mike Mars. And Mr. Know-It-All, His Royalty, King Conrad DeLong, I'm Don Armstrong. Please join us again next for our next live three-hour In Wheel Time Car Talk Show, Saturday, February 11th, 2023, 8 to 11 a.m. Central Time on all of our In Wheel Time Car Talk outlets. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Let's visit again next week. So long for now. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.